like leave the room? No, 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 I mean, no, I mean, I guess, no, I mean for joy. You said leave the room. Yo, what's going on, everybody? We've got Bearded Gear in the house tonight. This is a nighttime episode. Cheers to you, buddy, and cheers to you, everybody else. Sipping on the whiskey as usual. So green oak for me. Nice. Oh, <laughs> uh, which one is that? The blood orange? Or oh yeah, the only yeah. way to go. Dude, I love that stuff, man. It's so good. Um, Lefty EDC like has done a lot for my channel. Sent me a bunch of knives to check out. And he was the one that told me to check your stuff out. And immediately, cool dude. immediately, I, you know, you know how they say like game recognizes game. And I already knew right away that you, you were so personable on camera right away. First of all, how long have you been on YouTube? Less than three months. I'm about to hit three. Doing so good. <laughs> Doing so. I'm so Thank impressed you. with the output and your, um, the way you describe your thoughts on a knife, um, going through specs and things that you know about, it's just very clear and very natural. And that's something that not everybody has that, man. You know, it builds over time. And the fact that you have it right away is a is, is really good combination. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, uh, I try hard to not go deeper than I understand. Like, if I don't know something, I'll be the first person to tell you. Because I don't want to speak from a position of authority that I don't hold. Like, I just want to review knives the way that I look at them. And whoever mm -hmm. sees value in that, great. But I don't need to. There's a billion tabletop reviewers who can get real scientific about internals and crazy just details that I look at before I buy a knife. But once I have a knife, I forget most of that stuff. I don't know if mm -hmm. it's the same for you. Like, once I own the knife, it becomes mm -hmm. about the experiences with the knife and how it performs for me. I don't yep. care what the actual ounces are. I don't care what the yeah. <laughs> overall length is like that ceases to matter. It's about how it carries. How does it function? How does it perform? So I try to like just express that in a way that people can pick up on rather than being another person who's telling you exactly what it weighs, exactly how long right. it is. Like that's all you can find that online. Go on yeah, the website yeah. of the person who makes the knife and do right. a little research for two minutes. And, and there you have it. <laughs> yeah, man. People are like talking about thickness behind the edge. And I'm like, are we talking about butts? You know what I mean? Like what? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I, I definitely don't know. My channel is strictly aesthetics, ergonomics, and action because I live in New sure. York City. I cut cardboard and that's pretty much it. Cardboard and yeah. paper. And I like playing with flippers and thumb studs. And that's what I enjoy. You know, I, I just happen to have gotten over the tech force and mtech era of you yeah. know when you're starting your knife journey and I'm, I'm here now along with everybody else so i get excited when i see a knife that other people are hyped about the bombshell man dude the bombshell what's up danger pickle <laughs> yeah <laughs> i when i saw that i was like that is so crazy because i am not always privy to the information that everybody is I, i'm not on forums uh, I'm mainly on Instagram and YouTube, uh, Twitter mm -hmm. and TikTok, right? I don't really do the forums and I don't, I don't follow the brands as much as other people. So when my homie puts up a stories or I, I see like, for example, you, right? Like we're homies now because I tagged you in a giveaway today. That's how you know 
knife That's people are in. our brothers because we tag each other. I did it to you today. But because um, we're trusted. It's right, safe right. to do so and I'm not going to unfollow you for it. Yeah. I get you. Yeah, actually, dudes, for anyone listening right now, if you're on Instagram and you need to tag me for a giveaway, tag as much as you want. Like, I do not mind that. I feel happy when people do that for me. For sure. You know, fair game Um, as well. I never get mad about it. (laughs) But um, yeah, you know, so I don't I'm not privy to the hype as much as most knife guys. But I Mm -hmm. saw your video on it, the bombshell. And then I started looking into it and I was like, damn, people really wanted this. And I started seeing more and more posts like, this is the Shamwari all over again. You know what I mean? Like yeah, with, yeah. with Green Eyes and Gareth Bull, right? And then oh, I put up a nonsense. story yeah. of an elk, like just like, <laughs> you know, and people were like messaging me. That's so funny. <laughs> That's kind of like my whole like knife thing is to just make people laugh, man. How, how did For you sure. get into YouTube, by the way? And how long have you been in the, uh, you know, the gear hobby? So I've been into gear for like my whole life. Um, I'm the youngest of five kids. I've got two brothers who are older than me. And my dad is super into gear. He's been a CCW gun carrying, knife carrying guy my entire life. And so naturally, I just kind of had affinity for it. I grew up shooting and carrying a pocket knife and I was really into hiking and outdoors and mountain biking. And that's like camping. All those things were what I just did because that's what I was raised on. And so I didn't really get like deep into knives until realistically, like probably three years ago is when I started Mm -hmm. collecting a little bit. Until that time, I still had like decent knives. Like my dad handed down a Benchmade Sentinel to me, which I don't know wow. if you're, it's super obscure, but this like 15 years ago was awesome. It's a titanium liner liner lock with aluminum bolsters. So it's kind of like a subframe lock and yeah. external blade stop thumb studs. And like, I love this knife. And this was the kind of thing I carried or like back in 2011, I got my wow. first ZT. And so like I carried pretty good knives, not like I do now a lot of the time, but I only had like two or three knives at the time were actively carry and I'd carry one knife for a couple months and I'd switch it up to a different one. And mm-hmm. now I change which knife I carry every day. Like you probably do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, is that, so what you past, do? Like, is that what you do mostly you uh, carry, you switch every day. I, I tend to carry the same thing for a little bit. Cause I, it takes really? me a little bit longer Cause you know, look, like, do you run into this problem also? Um, we'll go back to your origins, by the way. I don't know. I have yeah, ADHD, yeah. so like, I forget. Um, You're good. I'll keep track. Like, I, yeah, thank you, thank you. Like, I um, like, it takes me longer to be able to review something, especially if I'm gonna do like my full review, like the what's dope about it, what's whack about it, saying that everybody loves, yep. and those reviews take six hours to edit. You know, like forty five minutes to shoot. So, you know, I really have to get you know, spec heavy, because I'm not as good as just talking about it. Like if I, you know, you know, TRM, good. That's what I'm going to fucking say. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but I love knives as much as the next guy. So I've been carrying the Neutron actually uh, this entire week. Cause I'm going to do love the my Neutron. Monday. Dude, I, we're going to talk about that. The, the TRM love. So go back to yeah. your origins again. So you um, tend to switch out every day is the last thing that you said. Yeah. So I guess to elaborate on that a little bit, when I'm reviewing a knife, lately my carry patterns are very different because I got like furloughed, laid off, whatever you want to call it, like immediately when COVID hit. And so I've just been from home, which simultaneously is when I finally started the YouTube because I had the time and mm-hmm. space to do so. 
So I have a rule when I'm going to review a knife that I have to have it for at least a week and have packed in enough experiences with it. So because I'm home all day, every day now, unless I'm out hiking and filming, I can switch knives like three, four times a day. And I do <laughs> because awesome. as, as soon as I've like cut something with a knife and I've done a task with it, then I'll kind of check it off. And then if I want to, I'll switch to a different knife. So sometimes I'll carry one knife for the whole day. Like today I just opened up the ProTech Malibu. Uh, Dude, that's so crazy one. that you mentioned so, that because I wanted to talk about that because I was just watching your other videos Mm -hmm. And then out of nowhere, I'm on my way home on the train and I'm like, yo, this guy uploaded another video. <laughs> like how many videos do you upload a day you think on average? Lately, it's been three or four. Wow. Um, That's like sometimes complex it, style, man. I've, I've never missed a day since I started. Yeah. I've always done at least one, mm -hmm. uh, but there's only been, it's more frequent for me to do more than one than to do just one. Um, but yeah, so like, if I, if I just got a new knife, of course I want to have it in pocket all day yeah. and yeah. Like figure it out. But I also like, if I'm going hiking, I'll typically carry one knife as my primary, but I'm bringing a bunch of gear to film. And so I'll, I'll just make points to find tasks to do with my knives so that I can speak from experience when I do talk about them. Yeah. Cause I, it's a big pet peeve of mine when people do reviews of knives as if they've had experiences with them and they haven't and I feel like I can usually tell that especially if like I'm not going to say any names I don't mean to dog mm -hmm. on anyone in fact I, I thoroughly enjoy most YouTube knife reviewers yeah. but there's been a few times where I've bought a knife based off a recommendation mm -hmm. that a YouTube knife reviewer has made and then yeah. I've gone to use it and found the the approachability or the the ease of use or even just the way it performs is so mm -hmm. different from what they described and then it makes me think, did they even actually really cut anything with this? Like they're talking as if they cut yeah. 700 feet of cardboard and sharpened it two times. And really all they've done is like open one box with it and it's been in two different pockets and they're talking like it's a long-term review. So I always just make sure I've had it in a bunch of different pockets. I've carried it at least for hours at a time, several times. And then I've done significant cutting with it not just packages, not just putting it through cardboard, but I'll try to do a little bit of paracord, some thicker yeah. rope. If it's a, if it's a light EDC knife, that's about it. But if it's like an outdoorsy knife, then I'm going to be feather sticking with it. I'm going to be putting it through hardwood, softwood. I might chop with it. Sometimes I share videos of that. And I want people to see the type of use I'm doing so they know what my testing is like. Yeah. And then they know either A, I'm less hardcore than this guy. So if he says his knife is performing to like this level yeah. and all of my use only ever gets to here, then great. I know that what I'm buying based on his recommendation is going to do everything I need to do super well, or they'll know maybe they use their knife this much, like way harder than I do. And that happens. Then they also know, okay, he only took it to this level. So if I'm expecting it to go here, I can't just assume it'll do that because he said he tested it. I know his tests were below that level. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, with sense. me, it's no, it, it totally makes sense, dude. You know, it's like, you know, I, I am a city dweller. I am a city dweller that's interested in the outdoorsy stuff. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, like I, I think I, I just watch too much Joe Rogan and a lot of the bow hunters and shit. And I'm like, fuck, yeah. I want to do that so bad. I watch all the meat eater seasons as soon as they come out. And I'm like, oh, you know, I, my girlfriend uh, last year, 
uh, took me to like a wild game restaurant because I wanted to eat like wild game so bad. It was amazing. I love it. Yeah, yeah, so you know, there's no hunting in New York City, bro. Like, <laughs> there's no, we have no wildlife. Like Central yeah, you can Park, hunt pigeons and cats. It's like Central Park is like nature encapsulated. That's the most nature we can get, and it is beautiful. Right. But it's like, and it's curated though. It's it's not like yeah. real raw nature. It's kind of like a snow globe, and it mm-hmm. just encapsulated nature and kept it alive, and it's thriving. But yeah. it's not going out. You know, like I came from the Philippines. And I came from the countryside, um, you know, and I've, I've like eaten weird shit like game, uh, like like snake, frog, you know, stuff like that, because that's Heck how yeah. it was over there. But I'm, I'm you know, it's, it's funny, like I'm a city dweller with like this weird like hunter's mentality thing. You've got an affinity not, toward it. Yeah. Like I was like, man, how much does it cost to like do one of these trips where like my girl and I can go hunting together, like in upstate, you know? Yeah. And then we looked it up and shit. And then I'm like, fuck, I'm scared of Lyme disease. Because, like, there's so much up here. <laughs> Dude, ticks. it's so crazy. Like, in, in, in upstate New York, it's, like, the worst there is, I yeah. think, in the country. But anyway, um, yes, I've got that, like, mentality. But when it comes to using my knives, I'm literally just cutting maybe a bunch of cardboard to, like, recycle it. Right? Sure. And the that's it. goes in the bin. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like, sometimes I get posts on Instagram, like, when I post, um a knife or something and they're like oh that's not a real cleaver you know what i mean like i posted the kaiser mini sheepdog they're like that's not a real cleaver you know that they don't have this and that and i'm like dude i cut cardboard like i'm not like there's no city crafting you know and as long as you're open about your level of use right right especially if you're reviewing then Mm -hmm. that's like i got no problems with people who don't use their knives at all who just collect them keep them Mm -hmm. in the box like that's cool but don't lead people on to be like, this is going to be the best performer mm-hmm. you've ever handled because you had it in hand and you somehow know that like you got to mm-hmm. use it to be able to mm-hmm. say you've used it in my opinion. So yep. yeah, I just, I, I get a little bit of a pet peeve when someone's had a knife for six hours since it came out of the box and they're like, mm-hmm. my full review, here's yeah. how great it is at performance. <laughs> and it's like, no, you don't know. I'm sorry, but you yeah, can say I, you love it. You can say your I, first impressions are great. It's right, first view. impressions, yeah. I always emphasize, like, this channel is strictly an action, aesthetics, and ergonomics channel. And I'm going to show you knives okay. in a cool way. I'm going to talk about them in this kooky, zany way that you're probably not going to get in, in, in other knife channels. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm yeah. trying to bridge that gap between, like, nerd and pop culture who create memes and act silly with knife people, you know? And I, sure. at first... I was like, who is going to listen to my podcast? And I was like, there's over 7 billion people in the world. There's got to be a few hundred thousand of people that are that like-minded like me. And it's, it's starting to take off, man. Like, you know, what I noticed about your channel is your, your, um, your views are very good, man. And I was wondering, like, if there was something that you're doing or is it the consistent posting that is driving up your statistics? I know that it, I mean, Metal Complex is like proof of that formula. Yeah. Like, have you watched them before? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the um, guy posts multiple times a day. Right. And his channel has grown exponentially um, since, since, uh, yeah, since, you know, we were both in the Nick Shabazz contest, the sort of, um, are you, are you busy? You need to talk no, to No, sorry, my daughter's peeking her head. Oh. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, you know, the Nick Shabazz contest, um, you know, best new knife reviewer contesting mm-hmm. metal complex one number two in every category and he used that as fuel to go even harder right for sure you know um you know your your boy also won a category in there you know there you go. Knife, knife reviewer with the most unique voice 
That felt very I love good. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was it, it was so funny because Nick um said my name wrong. <laughs> when oh, no he gave way. me the award, he was like everyday city commentary. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> that's close enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was so honored that that's what I knew. I was like, oh, because I, I, I don't have huge view numbers. My engagement is very good, meaning that people talk to me all the time and like want to send me mm-hmm. knives. And I'm like, are you sure this is like a thousand dollar package? Like you don't know me that well, right. <laughs> you know? And I, I guess because of the podcast, they really got to know me, man. And that's why I'm, I wanted to get you on here. You're new to the scene, but you're growing fast. Like I know you have a future in Appreciate it, that. you know? Um, do you, do you watch other YouTube? Like, do you know about the YouTube, like kind of ecosystem about what's going on outside of the knife community? Yeah. Um, lately, most of what I watch is knife videos because mm-hmm. I'm either making them or, <laughs> or watching yeah. them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been, I've watched a number of vloggers over the years and yeah. I used to be really heavy in the automotive scene. I did a lot of automotive nice. photography. And so I watched a ton of car reviews and um like matt farrow with his yeah car oh yeah and, yeah yeah i've seen um, him on uh joe rogan's podcast yeah, a few times yeah. great dude yeah um but yeah so i i've been a consumer of <laughs> the type of media that i'm now trying to create for a long time mm-hmm. and frankly i meant to start a youtube or should have started a youtube a long time ago it was just working full-time and also yeah. having a young kid and uh, oh dude yeah craziness that goes along with adult life um I never like got around to it so once I had the freedom to like the the time and space <laughs> to go ahead and just get started I already had a good amount of knives and mm-hmm. my knife collection to start making content with and so I got really lucky too the I think it was the second video I uploaded it was actually the first one I shot was the Scorpion PM2 the River's Edge Cutlery oh, okay. exclusive and it was right when that knife came out I started the channel like when I got it. And so that first video, like immediately it got shared by um, like PM2 OG and Spiderco Collective, I think the Mm -hmm. Millie PM2 Paris three club, which now I'm huge in. That's like my favorite Facebook club Mm -hmm. and I'm super active in there. Um, But because that first video like got shared by a couple of people, it catalyzed like my day one was like actually kind of good. Like in hindsight, it was very small, but for a first day on YouTube, it, it snowballed pretty well. And then yeah. it like boosted me to just keep going. And that, yeah, that first day I shot like four or five videos, I put them all up. And then the next day I shot four or five videos, I put them all up. Damn, and dude. my whole philosophy Beast. the whole time has been, especially when I didn't have anybody subscribed to me yet, mm-hmm. I wanted to build a library of content so that if people did subs- or did find my channel before subscribing, they saw a video because it was one knife they were interested in. They're like, who's this new guy, right? If they clicked on Bearded Gear, I didn't want them to see three videos mm-hmm. each a week apart. And they only like one of them. So they know they only like 30% of what I make. I wanted them to instead find 90 videos, 100 videos. And then when they click on me, it's like, oh, he's done a video about that knife I'm interested, that knife I'm interested. All of a sudden, they're watching four or five of my videos. They like my cadence. And then I'm yeah. way easier to subscribe to. So the other benefit of that as well is on YouTube, it's like the only platform in existence where mature content is favored. The Mm -hmm. video you make today is great for your subscribers, but it can keep rolling and rolling. Like Mm -hmm. I did a collection knife video of my current collection. When I first started the channel as like a 
a basis. Like this is where I'm starting from. I'll update this every three months or so so people can see how my collection evolves. But this is my collection. And that video to this day, I think it's at like 6,500 views or something, yeah. which is my highest viewed video. And mm -hmm. it's like every day it gets more and more views. Yeah. If I posted that on Instagram, two weeks after I post it, it's the most irrelevant thing ever. Post yeah. it on Twitter, you post it on any other platform. That stuff mm -hmm. is like, it's old news. It doesn't matter anymore. YouTube, yep. that maturity is a good thing. So yeah. yeah, I just wanted to like open the floodgates and pour it in. And especially while I've got so much time, like when the time comes for me to go back to like a full-time job, then I'll still be posting a video a day. It might not be yeah. three or four, but there's a certain like, secret sauce and yeah. the consistency yeah. and those I people think who one do video get notifications they keep the, seeing it yep yep one video a week is the minimum i feel and that's what i was doing um because i was only making those what's dope about it what's whack about it or do you forget about it videos that's mm -hmm. what my channel is known for you know a lot of editing a lot of flashy stuff um th that that was what i figured was going to be my in into the knife community was that I didn't see anyone that knew how to edit in the knife community. I didn't know about Advanced Knife Pro yet. I knew about Nick Shabazz. I knew about some of the other guys. I, I didn't discover Advanced Knife Pro yet. So I wanted to just get flashy and like, oh, he's an Asian guy in New York City. Like, you know, fuck, like his experience must be crazy trying to be a knife guy over there. Um, yeah. And then now he's doing YouTube. And um, my whole thing was doing it once a week. But now since I've been, I do at least one podcast a week. That's at least an hour and over. And then mm -hmm. I do maybe three to four videos, maybe two unboxings and some other kind of first impression -y kind of stuff. And I've noticed a much bigger uptick in subscriber count. Uh, yeah. With Instagram, I, I just recently, maybe like in the past two weeks, I employed like a very rigorous posting schedule where I post three times a day. It is insane. Yeah. And my numbers have grown like in a week, I've gotten a hundred subs. And just, yeah. it's, it's just ramping up. I think with Instagram, it, it, it's better to post more. I mean, I've looked up, you know, the social media influencer guru type people to see like what their theories are. And that's one of the things about Instagram is to just post a lot. Same with TikTok. I know that is the taboo thing to say on the, in the knife community, but you know, you're talking about PM2OG. That man has some of the biggest viewer counts on TikTok, millions of views on videos. Yeah. And he only has like 2000 followers. So Crazy. Uh, 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 it's it's hard to do knife videos on TikTok. It's very hard. They well, will yeah. take down your video. That's one. Yep. So what I do, you have to show it in an artistic way, right? Right. But TikTok is good for making quick videos that you don't have to spend a lot of time on. So I kind of figured out a way to like show specs and stuff where it doesn't get the community violation. Oh, that's cool. And that's what I'm doing on TikTok. Um, on Twitter. Like I post one video a day called daily knife content and I just break down a knife in under a minute because most mm -hmm. of my Twitter followers are like uh, black Latino gamer geeks, gamer and anime geeks like me mm -hmm. that don't know anything about EDC. And now they're yeah. like jumping on like, oh shit, bro. Like I really like this. You know, they tend to favor a lot of like flashy color, like, like Steel Will, what Steel Will is doing now with a lot of their flashy yeah. color palette stuff. Um, hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Uh, okay, you weren't moving for a second. But um, do, you, do, you, do you post anywhere else aside from Instagram and YouTube? Not really. I, so yeah. I'm pretty active in select Facebook Oh, Facebook, groups. you said, right? Yeah. I'm not yeah. that active on Facebook. So 
I've always had a Facebook just like personally for since high school or middle school even. Um, and I didn't really start like using it for knife groups until somebody that I became close with on Instagram, like, I don't know, two and a half years ago, while back, invited me to join a relatively small Facebook group. At the time, it was called the Sharp Spot. It's changed now. I'm actually a moderator in it now. It's Edge Addicted. Um, and that group kind of got me into Facebook groups in general. And then as I got more into like buying, selling, and trading knives, I found that that was an avenue I could use and use efficiently because mm-hmm. I love buying, selling, and trading knives. It's how I'm able to try a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I use Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit to buy, sell, and trade. And each one kind of has its own different audience and different style of how quick things move, who buys what, and who price police is, who doesn't. Like, there's different audiences there. So I started using it pretty heavily, Facebook that is, to sell knives as well. Mm-hmm. And then I got into more niche groups like Spiderco groups. And if I had a microtech to sell, it's like, I'm going to join a microtech group. And then it's like, oh, this group is actually kind of fun. These people are crazy. Yeah. Um, so now, <laughs> yeah, so now there's a couple of like core Facebook groups that I post in almost daily. And I'm pretty active because the community there mm-hmm. feels like, a, because the pages like are- tighter? Yeah, because like the Millie PM2 Para 3 Club is my favorite Facebook group by far. And it's like 5,500 members at this point and they're growing Mm -hmm. pretty steadily. But because everybody who's in there has already agreed, we love the Millie PM2 Para 3 or any of those three. We like that family of knives from Spyderco. It becomes this like, most posts kind of have to do with that or at least close, but everybody has like this camaraderie of we've all already agreed upon something. Whereas like Instagram itself, I super active on Instagram. I post daily. I'm very engaged on there, but there's less of a agreed upon, like everyone likes the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone likes knives, but people disagree like crazy. And it gets like, disagree like crazy. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I like having kind of the three, I don't mess with with Twitter. Never have. Dude, it's, it's, it's a, Here's the thing that I want to talk about a little bit with the different platforms and why I ask, right? Um, Nick Shabazz was talking about this. You know, Nick Shabazz has started streaming on Twitch lately. His video game stuff, yeah. Yeah, he's done a very interesting thing. So he plays Diablo 3, which is a game that I play. And what he does is while he's playing, he answers knife questions from people in the chat, which is a very, very smart move, okay? Um, That's awesome. You know, he was, when I did a podcast with him, he was like, look, it only takes, like, YouTube already doesn't like our shit that much. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, they, it only takes the sponsors and the, um, the you know, the, the, the ad companies to say, like, look, we don't want that stuff on anymore. And they're going to kick us all out. Same with Instagram, who's already um, blocking some of the hashtags that we were using last year, right? You had yep. to revamp your hashtags. I, I have a list in my phone that I copy, you know, groupings of or whatever. And, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's the reason why I'm on all the platforms is one, I want to just have my own base in each one. Sure. Uh, for example, Joe Rogan is leaving YouTube because he signed a $100 million deal with Spotify. That's Spotify, happening in September yeah, that's 1st. A big one. So 
I was like, man, I got to get all my, all my stuff on Spotify. Once a video happens, then I, I go, I, cause I wanted, cause I'm on this, uh, when I, when I distribute the, the audio version to the podcast, I use an app called anchor and anchor distributes it to iTunes, everything all at all in one shot. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I, so I, I was like, man, I hope it does it to Spotify. And then I saw like all my podcasts are already on Spotify right now. So I already oh, have so- a channel. So when that move happens, and Joe starts making exclusive content to Spotify with, and when cause Spotify is going to have video now because they're preparing mm-hmm. it just for Joe Rogan. I'm, I'm assuming that I don't know if you have to pay to have that feature, but I'm definitely going to pay just to be on there because it I'll really it. only <laughs> takes like, yeah, dude, you, what the way you describe um, how you think about the different um, it, it's, 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 it's different kind of like ecologies of like Facebook reddit like you have to act differently on each platform and i think you have the chops and you know uh social media intelligence to like succeed on any platform that you want and uh let me ask you this like if you could do this for a living you could support your family and everything would you do it oh 100 yeah yeah so for years already um my wife does social media for yeah. a living that's mm-hmm. what she does and so i've had the nice be- dude pretty involved with that in terms of like content creation, helping mm-hmm. by taking photos and yep. um, helping to word blog posts and all kinds of stuff. And so I, I certainly know that that reality exists, mm-hmm. but the knife world is smaller than the mommy blogger world. Infancy, infancy, bro. Yeah. We are in our infancy, but it only takes 100%. like Drake to go, oh, I EDC now. And then all of a sudden, like, who's it's it going to look up? Oh, you know, Action Bronson is like, I like this bearded gear guy. Like I'm a him. you know, like it really yeah. only takes one shift. And in today's world that can happen at any given moment. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like the, the, the number two Pokemon blogger, right. Was probably not making a lot of money. And then Pokemon go came out and the entirety Boom. of earth played it. And that person probably made a crap load of money. So yeah. I, I think that it's the same for, the knife community, man, I've thought many times like, damn, man, I spend so much time thinking about what to make, what my, you know, cause the, I don't have a lot of time. I work six days a week. It's kind of like what yeah. you were saying, you were working full time. I work 12 to eight, six days a week, you know, and it takes me two hours to commute back and forth. So like I am filming in the morning. I do my podcast, um, you know, anytime I can like tonight. Right. And, uh, but I'm thinking like, why am I doing this? I'm not, I, I'm not monetized yet. I can be, but I don't. Um, and people are in the in people that are sub to me are like, dude, please make a Patreon so we can give you money. And mm-hmm. I, I don't want to just take their money without giving them something special. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I'm like, why do I keep doing this? I'm not making any money. And I'm like, I love doing it. It's like my favorite thing to do because I think about it all the time. So yeah. like, why wouldn't I, you know, and um, that ship can happen and I can actually make a living out of it. It'd be great if it was like a side hustle or something like that. So I, I like to ask my guests if they would love to do this, you know, and uh, most people say, yes, I've had some people that were kind of like, Oh, I'd still like to do something. That's interesting, man, that your, your wife uh, is a m- m- mommy blogger, right? Like kind yeah. of a family. That's big, man. That's a big space. Yeah. It's been yeah. for, for a long time. It was a grind mm-hmm. getting that going, mm-hmm. which starting any, Mm-hmm. influencer career yeah. is going to be any business thing. really right any small business yeah. really it takes time man exactly but for the last couple of years she's been at a point where she has like a substantial income like there's months where nice if 
I focus and help her too. And she's really on it and getting a bunch of campaigns. Like she'll make more than I was making full time by yeah. doing what she does. So mm-hmm. if how long yeah, has if, she been doing could, it? 10 years? Uh, or something? No, my daughter's five and she started about when my daughter was born. So give or take five, five years. years. That's about the right amount of time. Cause you know, you start, I think like once you pass, uh, like a certain subscriber mark, your numbers kind of like it, the math works. You know what I mean? It's yep. kind of like Metal Complex was around 3,000. Once he hit five, it was just shh, same with Slicey Dicey. I knew these guys before they mm-hmm. were in their almost 20,000 subs. You know, Nick Shabazz, right. I, I found him when he was at 16,000 subs. And that was a long time ago. And he was, he was like, it just took off after a while. Yep. Like the algorithm helps you out. Your subscribers share your stuff. Um, I already find that even compared to two months ago when I was Mm -hmm. starting the ease of getting a new subscriber, it's like world way easier. Yeah. By staying consistent. It's not like Mm -hmm. I'm doing much other than I'd like to think I'm refining a little bit my style and I'm finding a different groove and, but the, yeah, the rate at which I'm able to get new subscribers without having to like really overly engage mm-hmm. and be watching as many other videos as I can mm-hmm. and commenting on stuff. Like if yeah. I'm just putting out good content now, the followers kind of naturally. You've got come. the thing, man. I'm telling you, like when I, 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 I've never watched your stuff before until lefty EDC. This is how you know that YouTube is so massive. Like a person can have, like, I'm going to give a, a good example. My, my homie, Mr. Old Man, right? It's funny because he's like, I think he's like 22 years old, but he calls himself Mr. Old Man. <laughs> this guy has been YouTubing for like 10 years. Yeah. Knife guy, knife YouTuber. That's a photographer too. Really cool channel. Um, like people are always asking him if he's on drugs because he drinks a lot of Monster when he does videos. And like all his awesome. comments are like, are you on cocaine? <laughs> but but um, really, really funny, really amazing dude you know going back to your collection video thing that you talked about he he was doing collection videos one for every year and i think in 2016 one of his collection videos just became viral millions of views over over three million views now he's he's breaking in like four hundred dollars a month just from that video alone and um, yeah so like uh where was i going with this what was this what were we talking about again making their own content consistently for a long time yeah um you know, it's, it's, it's just funny, like how this algorithm helps you out, you know, and uh, he's a perfect example. He's pretty big. He's got like over 20,000 subscribers, but I never heard of him until I accidentally found one of his videos. You know, it, it's, it's, that's just it, man. I think, I think that what I'm trying to do with this podcast platform is allowing us to hang out with Hold each on, other. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Go out and come back in. Hello. Yep. Like leave the room? No, 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 no. I mean, no, I mean. I guess. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> you said leave the room. <laughs> Hold on. That's the introduction to the podcast, that right there. <laughs> Dude, it's so you know, funny. I'm a real millennial. When it's I, so funny, when too, when because I leave the room and I go that way. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what this is going to do, but maybe the, the distance. <laughs> That's cool. We bonded over that. That was hilarious. Um, what were we talking about again? I know I was rambling about something. Like, um, Oh, yeah. I'm trying to use this podca- podcast platform to allow us sort of like, you know, we, we are outcasts. 
in a group of outcasts. Like our niche is weirder than most, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm. And I want to use this for just, you know, for us to hang out and, you know, share uh, our thoughts on things like our, our numbers are going to grow also. You know, the Joe Rogan podcast basically is the catalyst for West Coast comedy. I mean, yep. he is the epicenter and everyone that's been on that podcast or has befriended him is some of the biggest comedians today. You know, Absolutely. like, why couldn't we do that with the EDC community? And I, I always say this, I'm going to use Blade Banter. Um, I don't know if you know of his channel. Blade Banter. I've seen it, but I yeah. don't actively watch. He basically uh, runs the administrative, administrative duties for the Apex Passaround Group. That's a Passaround mm. Group I'm a proud of. I'm a part of. We have companies like We, Civivi, all these big companies send us stuff. We get to check them out. Sometimes we get to raffle it at the end and whoever reviews it gets a chance to win it which is awesome, right? Makes mm -hmm. knife reviewing sustainable. Uh, he just designed a knife and it's about to come out on Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. And I always say like, wouldn't it be great if everyone had like a little podcast, whether it's 30 minutes or an hour, and he could be a guest on each of those, promote the knife, which is probably dope. Like I've seen it, it's a button lock and I, mm -hmm. I already love it. Um, and then you get more traction for him. Let's say you, um, I don't know, like you made a flashlight or something. That's really awesome. And you wanted to like, just get a little bit more um, awareness from it. You know, you could sure. come on here. You're more than welcome to come on here anytime you want, man. Like that's, Appreciate that. I, I leave that door open for anyone who is a guest on this. Um, uh, Daily Carry Solutions was covering shot, uh, SHOT Show, like professionally, like a lot of companies, oh, hired, VanQuest hired him. And uh, he talked about it on my podcast and that, you know, boosted his numbers for him, you know, for, at the show. For sure. And that's what I'm trying to do with the podcast, man. It, it, is, a, it is a formula that works on YouTube, especially. So, like, yep. why can't the EDC community have it? And there are a lot of EDC uh, podcasts right now. Um, not a lot are doing it with video. And at this level where I'm posting consistently every week and having, like, people from all walks of life. Like, I was going to have that... That girl from TikTok, the magician girl, man, Royal Pain yeah. is me. Um, she had to cancel tonight. We're doing it oh, like bummer. probably. Yeah, she's going to a wedding tomorrow and her parents are like dressing her up and stuff. So yeah, it's like <laughs> a young, young girl, man. I think she's only 21, has like 50,000 subs on TikTok. Amazing hey. card tricks. But she EDCs too. I didn't even know that. She hit me That's up awesome. and she was like, hey, man, I've been um, EDCing for a while. I'm trying to get more spider codes. And I was like, it was blowing my mind. This is a New York City gal a young yeah. gal that like is into like our thing, you know? I love it. Yeah. Uh, what are you carrying most right now, dude? Let's talk, let's get some knife talk going. What are you carrying most right now? <sighs> that's a, that's a difficult <laughs> question. Cause I, I switched so much. <laughs> right, so, yeah. Um, what do you like right now? What did you have last? The yeah, so right? The Malibu was in my pocket today cause I just mm -hmm. opened it up. That um, sounds, this thing, that sounds just like a protect. <laughs> that sounds so sick it's a, yeah oh, so I man. had a Mordax for a minute me too I, I got to for, check one out yeah, yeah I had one for a couple months I got a good deal on it um, from a buddy who was selling it and I kept it for a while and then like when I realized this was coming out I was like I'm just going to sell my Mordax and get one of those so yeah. that's what I did um, this is really cool smaller than the Mordax in a good mm -hmm. way like yep. the, the dimensions are better for me um recently the capara has been in my pocket a ton oh I dude i have really a really like too. the capara love it yeah great knife 
the danger pickle, of course. I've been carrying this as a secondary. What does that so feel thick. like exactly? I mean, is it like, you know, I, I, in your comment section, I was like, this is like Slyderco and ZT had a baby. That's what this thing looks like, you know? Yeah. It's is it heavy, of, like chunky? Yes. So for its size, like mm -hmm. it's smaller than mm -hmm. a pair of three by yeah. just a hair, but yep. it's definitely heavier than a pair of three. And a pair of three is not like a light knife for its yeah, size. Yeah, yeah. It's like everything about it is thick. I said in my video, it really, it kind of feels like you're holding a pickle. Like everything's very <laughs> rounded, very smooth. Everything's contoured. Even a lot of people like dog on Taichung knives, like all the edges mm -hmm. are usually rough. This one, they're like super knocked down, like rounded. way smoother than mm -hmm. they are on any of my golden Colorado spider coats. Nice. So everything is just kind of like soft about it. It mm -hmm. actually like really works for me as a knife. The clip yeah. is a little tight and it's like, it's a stubby thing. So you feel it in the pocket, but it's mm -hmm. not so heavy. It's, it's not big enough to be that heavy. It's just heavy for its size. Is um, it like just one of those, yeah. it's not practical, but it's just like a cool knife kind of feeling. Cause like, I love to have yeah. knives like that too. You know what I mean? I think it's, I love knives that are practical enough. And this yeah. is practical enough. Like nice. this is far from the most practical knife I own, not even close. And I don't think it's trying to be, but yeah, it's, it'll cut great it's hollow ground and it's actually pretty thin behind the edge came stupid sharp like most tight chun mm -hmm. knives do the ergos are comfortable like i could cut with this all day long and be fine with it but it's also quirky and heavy yeah. and chunky <laughs> yeah. and thick and you know like like what is it cool. advertised as like what it's supposed to be meant for like outdoorsy stuff or i don't even know if they <laughs> picked a thing <laughs> Because so I first heard about that knife in the shot show videos when yeah. Eric Glesser would sat down with Blade HQ and a couple mm -hmm. other people interviewed him. And you know how they do it. They put a bunch of different knives that are coming that quarter on the table. And um, so when he talked about it, the first time I saw it, I was like, that thing looks pretty cool. Like I, I would definitely like to get one of those. And then I forgot about it completely because Spyderco is coming out with so much stuff. And then like, I don't know, a month ago, somebody put in that Facebook group I'm in. Mm -hmm. they they were like does anyone know when the bombshell is dropping and i was like what's a bombshell and should i be scared yeah. that it's dropping right so i re-looked yep. it up <laughs> and i was like oh that knife i was excited for that one so yeah it's just one of those that like i was excited to get yeah but i don't think spider co like the only real advertising they did for it was that it's a flash batch like that's the thing that's going for it is that they're only making 1,250 of them. And then Eric Glesser even said in some of the videos, like, then we're destroying the tooling. So even if we made another, like, bombshell variant down the line, it would inherently be different. We won't make it the same. Wow. And so sprint, I think that's... Sprint run. <laughs> yeah. So hey, am I coming I actually, through okay, like, audio-wise? There's no audio static, is, no... Yeah. But your video is frozen. Yeah, it's weird because your video is frozen. Now it's unfrozen. I don't know why that is. Let me um, do something here. I'm going to take my phone off of Wi-Fi and maybe that'll do it. Um, yeah, I've got like too many devices, man. You know, I'm, I'm like a huge tech nerd too. Like I, I, don't, I said this before in a podcast, I literally have not bought a knife um, since I bought the Artisan Cutlery Copper Small Archeo by Dylan Mallory. Mm -hmm. I've seen those, yeah. Yeah, and I had not bought anything else after that. But stimulus check came, and I bought a new smartphone, which I used to film everything, and it's seven hundred sixty dollars. My Jeez. tablet breaks down. I had to buy a new one just a couple of days ago. It's five hundred sixty dollars, and I didn't 
I didn't I haven't bought a knife, dude. But it's That's funny nice. that like I love talking about taking pictures of knives. You talked about like knives that are, you know, gram worthy. And like sometimes right. you just want to have them because you know they're gonna look good on this wood grain top, and like oh, yeah. I get that too, you know. Like that's that's where I get my rocks off. It's fun. I, yeah, I love like the subject matter, you know. It's yep. it's just that I I think that uh, I think about the hobby differently. Uh, the, um, when I was uh, on the podcast with Dylan Mallory, Daily Carry Solutions was like, "Yo, man, for Ray to buy a knife." Like this dude never buys knives. Everything is just passed around him. And I bought a yeah. small Archeo, so he really liked that. Um, do you mess with any import knives at all? Like, or are you only into like US made stuff? Are you, are yeah, you only so into American brands or? It's funny, I, I did a video a couple weeks ago, might have been mm-hmm. a month ago about, it was on Memorial Day. I did a video, I filmed it that day, put it up that day of all my USA made knives. And I was telling you earlier, um in the dms that i rarely refilm a video like Mm -hmm. usually i shoot everything in one take and when i edit it all i'm doing is i'm cutting the beginning where i'm like sitting in front of the camera and the end where i'm turning it off and then i just adjust audio levels but every now and then i'll be like a minute into a video and i don't like the way i got started i'm not like quite headed down the path i wanted so i'll redo it but that video i fully reshot um, I shot it once and realized I spent like 15 minutes chiming in on the whole like USA made only conversation. Yeah. And then, so I scrapped it because it was a 30 yeah. minute video and half of it wasn't the knives. It was me talking mm-hmm. about that topic. So then I was like, all right, I'm going to start over. And then again, on accident, I just went like 10 minutes deep into that. And mm-hmm. so I, I sat down again. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I started filming this two times before I did this but I'm just going to talk about the knives. If you guys want to hear me talk about the USA versus Mm -hmm. foreign made knives, like I could do that in another video. Let's just show my USA made knives. So I've been teetering on whether I want to like make a video just about that, but I I give strong preference to USA made knives. Like if I can buy USA made, I would prefer to. You know, what's crazy. I'm going to chime in on that right now because TRM actually got me into wanting to buy more USA made stuff because of the quality, right? They're a perfect I, example of somebody who's doing it right. Dude, I right price, absolutely right am in love with TRM. Yeah. I, I, um, somebody posted my TRM Atom review, which I traded for the Neutron. It's funny that you okay. got the Neutron first and then you got an Atom, right? I got both. <laughs> yeah, so um, I won the Atom in a raffle through the Apex Fast oh, right. group because I reviewed it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, snap. And then I someone not me, someone posted in TRM's Facebook group, like my review. And then Marianne like reached out to me because I, I was like, listen, I will make content for you guys for free. I just want to check out your stuff. I don't even need yep. to keep it. I just believe in your message. You know, your company has had a great impact on me, you know, and, and <laughs> it's so funny. Marianne was like, wow, you really have a great voice. And like, in the video, I dress up as my mom and I have a wig made out of magazine paper and I'm like oh, flipping goodness. at him, like pretending it's awesome. <laughs> but um, she liked the video and stuff and just the the sweet like interaction I had with her. They're good and, people. Dude, I, I and then I saw her on the Knife Junkie and I was like, wow, like this lady is super genuine and like I yep. just want to support them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I have a lot of imports too. 
Um, like I said, I don't buy a lot of knives, you know, um, but I, 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 I kind of like, I want a hinderer. I don't know if like metal complex had uh, an influence on me when I had him on the podcast, sure. but I, I'm tending to look more at USA made stuff now because I've done all the 50, but $50 budget, hundred dollar range, you know, Kaisers. I love we, okay. There are still we's that I have not gone and you know, they're, I, I love them. I love Civivi. Sure. I love all that. But I kind of want to see what the next level is. And it's usually USA made stuff. You right. know, then you get into the customs and the mid techs, like the Shiro's and all that stuff. That's way, way down the line for me. So, right. you know, but yeah, yeah man, me, I've been like, more interested in it now. USA made stuff. Yeah. And I think there's a, there's more USA made stuff than a lot of people realize. Like if you wanted to have a big knife collection and only have USA made stuff, you could do that. Yeah. There's also, there's so much good stuff coming from out of country now. And it's not all just China. Like Mm -hmm. there's good knives coming from Italy. There's good knives coming from Taiwan, which is basically China, but not quite. There's, I just got a fixed blade from half breed blades. Not that long ago. They're out of Australia, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's outside knives that are great and not all USA made knives are good because they're made in the USA. I think sometimes people get so like, hoorah, only USA made Mm -hmm. stuff, but I've had US made knives that are junk. Like I don't have any affinity towards like low end Gerber knives or low end Kershaw knives or like low end SOG knives. Like I'm sure some of them are gems or kind of diamonds in the rough, but I've had plenty of those Mm -hmm. like low end US brands that are they're not worth having in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, I can get a Civivi for 40, 50 bucks. Yeah. And it's like yep. excellent action, good yep. materials. That so, and sometimes it, an awesome designer like Elijah yeah. Isham or something. It's like, what? This is 100%. like 50 bucks. You know? And same thing with like some of my favorite makers and designers. Like I had a sharp by design Evo Typhoon, the first mm-hmm. run that he did. That was made by Riat. And yep. the level of quality in that knife. A, I think Brian did a great job at working with React to make sure mm-hmm. they like really hit all of the marks that he expected of them. And some people give those manufacturers a little too much leeway and put too much trust in them to make decisions. But that knife as a production version of a custom that I will never spend that much money. At, yeah. I say that now, and that might change because I've said that about $500 knives before and then spent that. But I don't have 1200 bucks to throw out one of Brian's yeah. customs. And I would not that kind of Asian, bro. You know what I mean? (laughs) But yeah, so to get a like for 300 bucks is what I paid for that one made by Ria. The tolerances were amazing. Mm -hmm. The action is legit. They use his detent system. Like that was a fantastic, one of the nicest knives I've owned. And just because it was made in China doesn't mean I'm going to turn my nose. No, I'm not going to have it. Like it's a US designer. So that helps me feel better too. It's at least somewhat involved, but yeah i don't want to miss out on gear that's great because it's not made in the u.s but i do like if you look through my knife case right now it's probably like at least 60 40 maybe 75 25 even u.s made to foreign made yeah and slowly but surely i'm trying to amass more like keepers that are u.s made but i'm not going to not buy tai chung spider co's like yeah i have no problem with that literally zero i've got a couple in my case right now and i love them and they're great knives you have any zt's I do. So I have, it's funny. I have an 0350. This Ooh, knife my wife nice. gave me when we were dating back in 2011. Wow. Um, so this is like one of my longest owned knives. 
Mm-hmm. And then I, I miss the old ZT. Do you? Oh, dude. I miss the old chunky, fast and the furious, modded, yeah. anno everything kind of ZT era. Yeah. I miss that. The 0456, the, yeah. um, even the 0055, even that, like the weird ass knives. Chunk sure. of metal, great action, you know, just awesome designer. I miss that yeah. ZT. I want yeah, them so back. I, have, I want them I back. I have that 0350, which I've had for forever. And then I have an 0620, which my mm-hmm. wife got me for my birthday like two or three years ago. It was right when they got discontinued and they were on sale at Blade HQ for like 120 bucks or something, Whoa. which now the 0620 goes for a lot. I'm yeah. picking that knife back up tonight. My buddy just made the tarot tough mm-hmm. scale for it. He's local. So Ooh, I'm grabbing it when he gets nice. off work. Um, and then for my birthday, which is next week, something like that. In a week, <laughs> that's like me. I, um, I, for, I forgot what age I was a, one year. <laughs> I ordered a ZTO 308, yeah, <laughs> which is from my wife, but yeah. I picked, so yeah, that's coming, and I know exactly where it is, but I can't open it yet. So, that I think is like the return to proper ZTs, yeah, I've yeah, seen a lot of people say, but yeah, I miss we'll the old stuff, man. Is. You know, where you had oh, this on, designer you again. Oh, shit, for Should real, I stand up and leave. No, no, <laughs> just do the same thing. What do you use, what do you do in terms of like post-production? I know you were taught, I was, I was amazed that, first of all, what do you use to record your videos? Do you have like a selfie stick? Do you have a tripod? Like I see you walking yeah. around. That's one of the coolest things about your video is you walk around like, like hills and like woodsy, outdoorsy areas and you just go like that. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome, so what most you- of the like hiking footage, I'm just on my iPhone 11 Pro Max mm-hmm. with this. Um, I've got that's a great a camera. New- that phone, that phone is a great camera. My girl has that <laughs> camera. Nuts. Really good pictures. Really good uh, everything on that. Yeah. So I have a. We use a DSLR mostly for mm-hmm. what my wife does. Mm-hmm. We have a Nikon D850, which is a great yep. camera. Yeah. Um, but I've been wanting a Sony mirrorless for. Yeah video for a long time mm-hmm. and we just yesterday finally ordered it'll be kind of for my wife's birthday was yesterday my birthday's next week our anniversary was this month so we're just like it's for us because she yeah. can use it for what she does too but that's we got awesome a, dude i can't yeah. wait for that man you're gonna make some sick videos of that dude, yeah so are you using Sony... premiere no so all i do at the moment is i shoot on the iphone yeah i drop it into imovie on the yep. iphone okay i've used and... that before too I trim the edges. If there's multiple clips, which is rare, usually I just do one take, but if there's multiple clips, like I get another angle or something, then Mm -hmm. I splice it all together in there. And then I adjust audio levels because everybody kept saying in the beginning, like, dude, we can't hear you. My volume's all the way up and you're way too quiet. Yeah. Um, So now I make sure I adjust audio on every video, just drag that bar there. And then I export it back to Mm -hmm. my phone finished and I upload it just like that. It's like, yeah the the longest part of it is waiting for it to export because i shoot it in 4k but yeah I once think i get the sony i'll probably do I, I a don't little know bit what more i'll use I'll, I'll need to figure out what my preference is on See, it was a sony this is what you got right yeah sony a6600 mm-hmm. and then i've got a 16 mil 1.4 yeah. um sigma lens coming for it too yeah people usually go because I, I i know a couple of cinematographers that are like so sick this one this is why when people compliment me like oh man your cinematography your editing is so good and i was like you guys have no idea what's out there 
You guys have no idea, okay? <laughs> well, you're above um, my pay grade at this yeah. point. Like, I, I know that you didn't watch that Backpack B, B, B video because if you did, you would have came back and said, bro, this is on another level. I do still need to watch them. I haven't yet. You, look, like, that man is the future. Like, I know it. He's such oh, a nice okay. guy, too. But the level of quality, first of all, that BRS um, video that he did that I linked you to, I put up a stories and showed a clip of it. And I was like, I tagged BRS and I was like, yo, this man is doing you a favor. And then BRS messaged me and he was like, who is he? I gave him his information and that started a communication between them two. And they were like, yo, we want to send you some stuff. This guy is like less than 300 subs. He's going to be massive. I've never seen this level of quality. It's like a TV show. It's like so well produced, transitions, mm. everything. He's a motion graphics guy that loves oh, knives. Nuts. Yeah. And um, but yeah, like uh, what I noticed with cinematographers is there's Canon guys and there's Sony guys. It's different mm-hmm. codecs, and they usually just stick to one. So like yep. you know, like my Sony friends will be like, oh, I, 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 they'll they'll send me footage, and I'm like, hey, can you use this? And my Canon friends are like, oh, I can't. It's a different thing so if you're gonna go right. with sony um I, you're probably gonna go with sony like forever you know but it's good yeah. it's you're good you know? the ecosystem That's yeah 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 i i i've man if if i get some cash you know uh maybe i've got a long lost uncle like scrooge mcduck leaves me some money i would definitely <laughs> go dslr nice computer either premiere or sony vegas or something like that and and just go to town on the cinematography i, I used to do a lot of vlogs around the city where like I would just you know like I'll be talking and stuff and then and then I'll go yeah. into the review, kind of like oh, what sure. you do, where like you're outside, mm-hmm. and then you'll be talking about the knife kind of like on the rocks or something where there's water, but like I'm doing it like in the city, not with the knife though, because I'll get arrested. Yeah. But then, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in LA, I get that. Yeah, the, but um, yeah, it's it's crazy. What's always uh, interested me about California is like you guys can have like outdoors. It's like a city, but you can have like mountains like it's crazy yeah no like literally yesterday i was in downtown la um picking up donuts for my wife's birthday and it's without traffic which right now because of the yeah. craziness of the situation yeah. everything that's happening in 2020 traffic is actually not that bad right now so i was like into downtown la in 25 minutes but if i nice. drive 25 minutes the opposite direction from where i live i'm in angeles national forest which is like wow. a massive expansive like some serious elevation. Mm-hmm. I was up there two weeks ago, one of the high points and hiking still on snow. Like there's a, a big diversity and a lot of people even here in LA have no idea that that exists. They see the mountains up there, but yeah, if they go on a hike, they're going to hike to the Hollywood sign in Griffith park. And there's people carrying chihuahuas and there's girls yeah. hiking in high heels. Like it's not real. Hiking, Did you like, see that picture like of that mountain lion in front of the Hollywood sign? Oh, yeah. Dude, that's crazy. That's yeah. so awesome, man. Yeah, I, I've, like, you know, listening to Joe Rogan's podcast, he's always talked about, like, how in California you can have, like, everything. You can have city. Yep. You can have, like, no seasons. <laughs> it's not yeah. like New York City. You're just miserable during the winter season because, you know, you got to Like, I own military boots that are 100% waterproof because of the winters here. It's not even yeah. because I'm in the military. Like, I just use sure. it to walk in the snow, you know. Um, yeah, man, I've been to L.A. a few times. I, I, I was DJing before I did YouTube oh, for, rad. like, 10 years. Um, Very cool. Yeah, I, like, 
spun at Electric Daisy Carnival and all those big festivals before. I did a tour out in California. Yeah, the other EDC. It's it's funny because, like, when Every I time talk, I hashtag it, I think are yeah. people that go to EDC going to be looking at my knife picture so confused? They do, they do. But now they kind of <laughs> know, and I think some of them are into the knife hobby too. You know, uh, okay. it, it's 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 interesting, man. Uh, that that whole uh, ecosystem that I was in. And then I got into creating content for YouTube and I just found it way more fun. Even though I was doing pretty good with the DJing, like I would get a gig for one hour and I'd get like three grand. You know what I mean? But then sometimes that hour isn't there for like months. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because like my, I, if I I'm in my home, I come from a sales background. It can be yeah. feast or famine. Yeah. yeah it's, dude, it's, it's tough, man. Um, so, you know what, let's, uh, I wanted to talk about something back to the, you know, imports and USA made stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the only problem that I have, and I don't mean to get political, but this has been like killing me for a long time is that, you know, I don't know if you saw the post with like Leong Ma, like yeah. he, yeah, he made that. a post and like people just flamed them Dogged him. Yeah. like crazy. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, this guy did nothing wrong, right? And I understand, you know, like people don't want to support um, the Chinese government in any way, but I'm like, right. throw away all your fucking iPhones then. All of them. Right. Throw away all your iPhones. If you don't own a Samsung, because Samsung moved their, com- their factories out of China, you're using Chinese stuff. Right. There's Chinese stuff in your house right now. Like you can't pick and choose if that's the stance you're going to take. You know what I'm saying? That's the only thing yeah. I have a problem with. I, I, I do understand that the US kind of screwed, dropped the ball and like, outsource everything to china you know so that's my thing is like yeah like that was a mistake that needs to be corrected i do think that we should keep everything in-house and try to figure out a way to get um like you know this whole scene of people like crafting things like on etsy making a living Mm -hmm. making a small business making leather goods making sheaths for knives like i I have admiration for that. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's amazing. And I think more of that should happen, you know? So, yeah, but I, I think I, yeah, we need to get to a point too where there's production options for these mm-hmm. companies because knife making isn't just Chris Reeve and Koenig and Zero Tolerance, Kershaw yeah. and Spider Coat, like Strider. <laughs> yeah. There's some collaborations that happen with those people, but if I was designing a knife right now and I wanted to have a knife built, like I, if I was really good at CAD and had a knife for design and like one day, who knows, I might really like to try that kind of thing. I mm-hmm. frankly would, but if I wanted to have a knife made at a like startup business, one guy operation type of cost to me to have it done and have it done high quality, there isn't a U.S. manufacturer that I could realistically go to who's set up to do that, like the Chinese players are. And so I think it's, it's gotta be frustrating if you're one of those people who it seemed like all of a sudden the tone completely changed and it went Mm -hmm. from like a lot of people were like, I prefer us made. Yeah. Like I try to buy us made stuff. And then all of a sudden, like one day, a bunch of people drew a line in the sand and they're like, I'm never buying anything Chinese again, which to your point, Yes, you are. Your car is Chinese. Your phone is Chinese. Yeah. Your TV is Chinese. Dude, like, like your fridge. Be realistic. Bro, there, there are parts like everywhere in your house that are Chinese. Yeah. And yeah. so I get like, I, I personally fall on the line where I would prefer to buy US. And when it's possible and I can still get the better product from the US, 
I'll still I'll pay a little bit more for it. I don't even have a problem with that. Like yeah, like TRM. I'll pay two fifty. I understand yeah, the price. I understand the price, man. I said in my you video know? just yesterday on this one. Yeah. They could charge a lot more for this, and people yeah. would buy it. They're very fair with what they charge at TRM. But you know what's crazy is you said yeah. that like when you saw the atom and, and the neutron, you were like, I didn't find it appealing at all. And I felt the yeah. same way, dude, that when I got that atom in my hand, I was like, okay, I got to bow down. I understand what people are talking right. about now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's one, it's, I've had several knives that when I, before I had them, I was like, yeah, I'm not <laughs> so sure about it. Yeah. Um, even like the Spidey chef, I, I don't yeah. own one, but I borrowed yep. my brothers for a week to check it out. How is that? I thought that knife was pretty ugly. But yeah. then once I had it and felt the ergos mm -hmm. and it was like, oh, now the design makes sense because it oh. feels this way. And then you look at it different because your perception of it is mm -hmm. different than just seeing it in pictures. And I, yeah, I've had plenty of knives that either looked better in pictures and then I got them and I was like, oh, I'm not so sold mm -hmm. on the way this actually yep. looks in person or totally the opposite where it's like, mm -hmm. give this a try because I like the materials. I like the weight. I like mm -hmm. the like functionality of it. And then it shows up and it's like, oh, this thing is actually like in person, this looks really mm -hmm. cool. If I pull this out in front of people who weren't even knife people, they'd probably yeah. say like, that's a cool knife, you know? Yep. Yep. But, TRM was definitely one of those surprises where I was like, holy crap, man. I, can, I see mm -hmm. why they're always sold out. You know what I'm saying? Cause they yeah. keep and every time they do a batch, it's like they, yep. they can't make enough of them, which yeah, is another I, point to, mm -hmm. if you're, if you want to make knives in the U S like, mm -hmm. like I've the, the times where I've seen like new makers try to, accomplish that kind of thing who do they go to i know millet has done a couple of runs for people and that's not usually gone so well in terms of like timelines mm -hmm. and qc i know millet makes some great knives and i haven't had a, a bad knife made by millet but there's not like production options here yeah. so it's just unfair to people like leon ma who who's like an all-around stand-up dude kind of you've owned a couple right? of his knives and then all of a sudden yeah. And he's still doing the same thing he's been yeah. doing for years. So all yeah. of a sudden to like villainize him, like he's anti-American and hates our country because he's having knives yeah. made elsewhere. Here's, here's the thing I mean, right, where it got like much really- shadier businesses you should be going after. Yeah. Here's where it got really touchy for me, right? So he made a post. That post was about, he was shouting out Eugene Kwan, who, mm -hmm. let's get real here, is probably the only other Asian knife reviewer like on YouTube aside from me. <laughs> Right. I'm trying to get him on the podcast. We're on opposite coast. He's busy. I think, you know, he's a devout Christian and like <laughs> super nice dude, man. And then I, I, I started, you know, every time I uh, am going to try to get a guest on, I, I check out a lot of their stuff. And I knew about Eugene a while ago when he was dashboard reviews and like, yo, I see such racist comments in his comment stop. section. Like, like he was reviewing a concept knives. I think it was, um, the warrior i have the mini cryo right here and this is a great oh, knife um people from a bunch of people from kaiser i think they had beef so they left they departed <laughs> yeah like kim ning designed this awesome knife um and and in the comments it was like cancept that's some you know ching chong shit or whatever like and i'm like yo and eugene is just taking nice it because you know he's a you know he's a nice guy he's a church goer yeah. he's not gonna and I, he's I, not dishing it back out i talked to him about it i was like dude like you know, have you noticed an uptick in stuff like that? And he was like, yeah, man, it's, it's ramped up a lot lately. And I, I just feel bad, you know, like I, I have been fortunate enough that I haven't been getting that a lot. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 
I've only had the nice people comment and the occasional weird comments that say like cottonmilks.com or something like you ever gotten any weird comments on your videos man it's starting to more and more um yeah. as like, i grow like like what like, like what last night i got some random <laughs> comment and it got deleted real quick not even by uh -huh. me um but it was like we're going to end all white people we're coming for you <laughs> like some random like there's there's blm stuff happening right now <laughs> no. um, and i was like okay because i posted a random knife video that's yeah, what you like, like what? also why would you go on like a like a knife channel to yeah. post threats. That seems like not no. the right target. It's like ABC um, videos have the lowest clicks per minute rates in right. all of YouTube, probably. <laughs> and I'm I'm sure it was just some bot comment. Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. all are. I get a ton of the like, wanna be friends? Like Yeah, me too. Yo, <laughs> me too. We've all yeah. been getting that lately. And, and I've started <laughs> just responding to them and just yeah, like, I write, like you sure. or your mom or like, no, <laughs> yeah. no, thank you. Or like <laughs> what do you bring to the table? Let's talk about it. So like I'll funny. just respond as if yeah. it's a real person, um, knowing full yeah, well it's getting not, a lot. it's fun uh, for me. One guy was like, um, I think I was doing an unboxing and, and you know, my audience is used to me. Like, you know, I, I I'm very open with my life, you know, like I show yeah. what I'm doing. Everyone knows where I work, you know, like I own, my family owns a CBD shop and, and knife and EDC people have bought stuff from my shop, you That's know, awesome. for, and, and stuff like that. Shout out to A-list CBD. Um, but, you know, people are used to me talking about like having like kind of like a community discussion, whether it's 30 seconds, a minute long, even in front of an unboxing video is very common. And sure. one guy was like, Keeps I came, authentic. yeah, he, he was like, I came here to, he's like, we, he's like, we don't want to hear about your life. We just want to hear about the knife. Right. And then like yeah. he immediately deleted it. And then he, he posted a meaningful comment, like right after <laughs> Because I think oh, he realized, awesome. like, oh, that is what they're here for. They do want right. to hear about his life, you know? Oh, um, also, I'm coming across as a dick if I say that. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, A, you could fast yeah. forward. Yeah. Or B, you could not, not watch my video. Right, like, right. I, I love when I get constructive criticism comments. Yeah. And I've got some really great subscribers yeah, who yeah. are really good at, like, pointing out, hey, dude, like, if you did this, it would really take it up a notch. That mm -hmm. stuff is dope. But yeah. I get a big kick out of it when people are just, like, negative about a video and it's like or they'll i did a, a comparison i hope this person who commented this isn't listening i don't mean to totally single them out but i did com a comparison between the uh, the pm2 that i have the 10v river's edge cutlery scorpion pm2 mm -hmm. and my super freak from benchmade which i just sent to somebody to have them borrow today and uh i did a comparison because i think that's a great comparison like that was the first bench made in a long time that I felt was worthy of comparing to that PM2. And mm -hmm. I love the PM2. It's one of my favorite EDC knives. I get that there's kind of camps on that, but I did that comparison and some commented and they're like, this is a terrible idea for a comparison. You should have compared the Benchmade to the Hogue Ritter RSK. <laughs> it was just like, A, I don't have a Hogue Ritter RSK. Yeah. And B, I did this comparison because I think it's a comp good comparison. If yeah. you have both, you make that video, bro. Yeah. I got no interest in making what you want. Like, yeah. I, what do I owe you as some random viewer mm -hmm. that you can come in and be like, this is a stupid comparison. Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't like comments get under my skin. I literally laughed about it, yeah. but it's just funny to me that people uh, for free content that yeah. we're just, we're just putting out there that they come in and like, nope, you, you did this wrong. <laughs> did I, did I, did I hurt you? Wait, show me on the dollar. Yeah, it's like, it's you. free content, man. Relax, you know. Yeah. Who do you watch uh, the most? Like who is like your favorite, you know, 
like knife guy to watch? Um, I watch a lot of Metal Complex. Yeah. Um, I watch quite a bit of Slicey Dicey. I watch Shabazz. Yeah. Um, I like, there's a few like smaller channels who started around mm-hmm. the same time as me. Um, I've become really good friends with DTOM Knives and Gear. I don't know if you know Kyle. Um, really nice dude. I think he's coming up on 400 subscribers. Yeah. And I watch uh, Big Boar Knife and Gear. Scott over there is mm-hmm. a cool dude. I think I've heard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm friends with him on uh, Instagram. We're on a... Mm-hmm. We're on a group chat with like Super Steel Steve and it's like oh, pretty yeah. wild, bro. I watch his videos too. That guy's yeah, awesome. I, I, you know, um, people are like, you got to get Steve on. You got to get Steve on. And I'm like, okay, you know, like that's going to be a big episode. I'm gonna it'll like, be a wild one. He said he would do it. I, I'm going to save it sure? for like a big number, maybe like 50 or something. Like, awesome. this is, I think this is episode 42 right now. Okay, um, you're coming up on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, watch, I watch a pretty good mix. I love... Um, Gerald Outpost seventy six does really good steel mm-hmm, testing. Mm-hmm. Cedric and Ada for the same reason. Oh, I love Michael Cedric Christie and, Ada, and Big man. Brown Bear. Like yeah. I, I nerd out about the steel videos yeah. a lot. I love yeah, consuming yeah. those, but I am, I don't want to touch that. <laughs> like those yeah, guys I can't, do. bro. I I'm can't not, do that. I, I'm, I don't have enough of a scientific mind for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love like. There's a. I, I'm probably subscribed to like. 50 knife channels and I watch yeah. most of the ones that come through my feed but there's also I keep learning that there's a ton that I've never been aware of that other people mm-hmm. watch regularly which yeah. is funny that there's like whole pockets of the knife the knife community seems so small at times but then I keep learning there's like whole segments of it that I didn't even know were there on each platform so mm-hmm. I'm trying to be better about subscribing to new channels and seeing dude backpack B I'm telling you right now I'll subscribe tonight. I'll make it happen. I'll do it right I'm now. Tell, right I'm here. telling you right now, okay? Watch that um, BRS video. He does this really cool thing called, um, he's like, let's break it down, right? And you see like all these graphics come out and then he talks about like who designed the knife and all this stuff. And then he'll talk about the designer. He'll have them like in a video like talking, but the way he does it, it's like, it's like a high-end production that's done by one guy. And he's like a very like chill dude. That's impressive. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't believe that this, like I, I've always reposted his videos on my stories and like I tagged the makers, you know, and I'm just like, you For need sure. to give this guy work because if, if knife, if knife uh, companies made commercials, you know, like a sleek car commercial you see on TV, right? That yeah. is the level that this guy is working with right now. It's that good. And I was like, yo, it's backpack B, B A K P A K B. Yeah, B A K P A K B. Got him. Yeah, dude, watch. 313th subscriber. Nice, nice. Yo, when I found him, he was like a 200. And then, um, no, I think he was like a 198. And he was like, dude, I got 30 subs from doing your podcast. And I'm like, yeah. I'm That's so awesome, glad, dude. Man. Yeah, I, I love doing that, man. I'll, I'll talk to any channel. It's funny, the top three that you mentioned, Slicey, Metal Complex, and Shabazz, they were both on here. I That's feel, rad. Dude, I felt so lucky that Shabazz was on here, man. He answered the call in a Batman mask and he did the, the interview tabletop, but he, he answered with a Batman mask at first. Just laughing so dope. So hard. Yo, dude, man, we did like over an hour. It's amazing. I had a great time talking to you, man. It was really, it, really amazing. Is there anything that you want to plug before we, uh, you know, finish the episode? Um, your Instagram, your YouTube, if you have anything else going on? 
Yeah, no, it's, I mean, my YouTube is bearded gear. Uh, my Instagram is at bearded underscore gear. And Perfect. that's, that's all I'm, I'm really <laughs> focusing on right now. Uh, yeah. it's putting out four videos a day is plenty at the moment. So yeah, man, uh, we'll see once I settle into that. If I, if I can tackle another platform, maybe I'll get to TikTok in here soon, but for now, Dude, that's where to find me. I, I think TikTok is the next thing, man. Just in case we get kicked off of YouTube and Instagram, I just want to have a- It's a good insurance policy. It's, it's, it's just, I just try to be on everything just in case something happens. That's why Nick yeah. Shabazz, even though he could go full time right now, he said, I still work. You know, even though with the channel revenue and the Patreon revenue, um, I could, you know, like- Live off of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just don't know, you know, it, it really takes this like Sony saying, we're not going to advertise on YouTube anymore because this crazy, you know, like gun or knife guy, like did something weird. Right. Right. So, you know, just to be safe, but dude, it was really awesome having you on, man. You are welcome to be it. on here at any time. We are uh, giveaway buddies now on Instagram. You can tag me anytime you want. Tag me too. Let's go. <laughs> this is your boy in the NYC. It's me, Ray. And this is the EDCCP saying peace yo don't forget to hit that subscribe button and don't forget to hit that bell icon so we can squat up in the comments